Welcome to Zero to CEO, where seasoned entrepreneurs will teach you how to succeed. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. In today's episode of Zero to CEO, I'm going to speak to business communication expert, Davina Stanley. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. And we're going to explore how to distill messages that engage VC partners or senior leaders, board members. Um, I'm in the middle of fundraising with VCs and getting a board put together. So this is actually a really relevant episode for my listeners since they're always asking me these questions. So I'm going to relay their questions through me to you. Okay. Good. <laughs> and I guess one of the first ones I, I always get is, um, you know, how do you effectively communicate with, let's say, a VC or a partner um, about the things that you're doing in your organization? Because, you know, I have so many updates what am I supposed to tell them? It's so much, you know, what's too much and what's too little? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's a really fabulous question because there's a real temptation to say, here's what I've done. And here's the activity that we've been undertaking when in actual fact, the, you know, the board members, the VC partners are really looking for what have you delivered? But even more than that, I think when you think of an update opportunity and step back from that, you, what you really have is your ears and your eyes of your VC partners who are there to help you with your business. And so even more than just saying, oh, it's an update, it's it, an update is really a scheduled appointment to have a conversation. And you step back and think, well, what do I really want to get out of this conversation what would be most helpful to the business and to the VC partners as well it's it's two-way and so think well what would be the outcome from this could it be actually that I want them to understand some really big shifts in the way we're thinking about something that's really positive or could it be that I want to prepare them for some headwinds that I see coming that we've got plans to address Interesting. Yeah, really or, well. or like that you identified a trend in the market or something yeah. that is relevant to your space that you should potentially think about and you want to bring it up to them before you do it to see Possibly. what they think. Yeah. Or think about your strategy for capturing it. So you might imagine we, I work a lot with patterns and structures. I use a structured thinking discipline and I have 10 patterns that I like to use when I'm helping people map their stories, partly because when you see something that's sort of close, it's easier than going from the bottom up and trying to sort right. all the ideas into place. Obviously, they have to match, but, you know, I think it just helps people leapfrog. And so one of those um, is called top up. And what we do is we say, okay, you know, things have been going really well. Lots of great things have happened. So you can get through, you know, we've delivered against all of these things that we need to do. Um, in fact, let me reframe, let me rename that. I'm actually talking through a different one, but it's called Change Tax. So, you know, we've been going really well. And however, and this is where you say, okay, we've seen an opportunity that would help us accelerate. You know, maybe AI is giving us some ideas about how we might do things right. more quickly. Or maybe AI is posing some threats to mm -hmm. us. Or right, like our business might be put out of business because of AI, which is happening a lot lately, right? Both and things. So like, you know, you bring up a good point when talking to a partner or VC or, or whatnot, and you're, and you're going to deliver, I guess, like a document or an email update, like here's what we've done, here's what we've delivered, here's what we're thinking about. Is it is it a good idea to kind of say these are my weaknesses into point where they can help you oh. or is it or is it more like opening up like a potential gap like hey you're you're not fit to lead this company because 
you can't fix this problem. And we want to, we want to get, we want to vote you out now, you know? Well, that's a really interesting piece, isn't it? Because, you know, I was talking to a VC fellow yesterday and he wants me to help him with his team. But one of the things that he was talking about was the things he's looking for in Mm -hmm. companies that he would invest in. And the character of the leaders is almost number one. It's not the only, but, you know, if all other things are equal, then character of the leaders, you know, is, is essential. And and let's let's talk about that for one second. When you say the character of a leader, what are they looking for specifically? Uh, I haven't, I didn't dive into it deeply enough with him to give you his definition, but my husband is also a funds manager. So I'll, I'll draw on that and yeah. And, other things I've seen. Um, so I think honesty and integrity, number one, right? Do, when you say something, do you really mean it? Right. You know, do, when you say something, will you deliver on it? Mm-hmm. How How do you, you know, is there a sense of truth around what you're saying, which I think speaks to what your concerns are there. So there, there is a fine line to say, hey, here's, here's a, a challenge that we've got. And but the issue is not so much, I think, that here's the challenge. Everyone knows. Right. Everybody but has imperfections. You're almost, you're, you're almost uh, mentioning like a reliability, right? Like uh, oh. if this person is saying like, I can deliver this feature or this product hmm. and then they actually deliver it, they're reliable enough to, so you start to trust them, right? And it becomes Correct. like, yeah. I think, I think a step further than that though, there's humility and saying, okay, so if I have a weakness, you know, then am I in tune enough with myself mm. to know what that might be and therefore how to compensate for that? So, you know, in my team, I have somebody who is so good. In fact, I have two of them now who are exceptional at checking detail, mm. right? Now, I can do that, but I hate doing that. You delegate it. <laughs> I'm in hurry. I'm not going to do it well. So why would I? You know, I know that that's me. So I have you know, people there to help me and I empower them to help me with that because I know I need it, you know? And so I think if you take it with that lens of that quiet confidence compared, you know, added with a bit of humility to say, look, you know, I'm pretty open and I know myself really well here. Mm -hmm. And if I don't know myself really well, then I can't deliver for you because I'm not going to have the right people in the team. I'm going to pretend that I can do everything because I'm afraid to tell you what I can't. And, Look, I, I imagine there are VC partners who are ruthless about that, but really good quality ones. I can't imagine not factoring that sense of humanity in. You can't be successful if you don't, in in my opinion. You know. Let's um let's hit the the title, which is distilling messages, right? So the the whole point of the podcast, I mean, this is all fascinating, and I'm sure people are going to be like, "Thank you for asking all those questions." <laughs> um, but let's let's talk a little bit about the actual documentation, like you know, emails, PowerPoint presentations, um, papers that you have to you know present, um, and how cutting through it quickly is possibly more important than how long it is. Yes. Um, can you can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. And so I love to say speed to read is so much more important than length of document pages or word count. I think the page or word count is a bit of a crude way Mm -hmm. of saying I want to get through this quickly. Um, So I think that having a very clear hierarchy in your messaging is really important. Uh, Key people want to skim. They want to read your document very quickly. They want to know 
the, the ideas very early so that they can have a hypothesis as to what their reaction might be to it. Mm-hmm. They want to be able to respond quickly. They don't want to hold you up. And if you write in such a way that you're building the tension towards the great finale at the end, you lose them on the way. You require them to read the, toward the end to find out what the things are and find your logic. And can you walk me through that together? Yeah, absolutely. I so, would love. I would love an example. Oh, okay. So I think people who um, talk about you know marketing, marketing sort of people, or people perhaps who have a, a literary artistic background, will often talk about the value in drawing your audience in and holding back and unpacking all of the details. Scientific people think this way too. I've got to tell them all of the things so that by the time they get to the conclusion or the recommendation, um, I've explained my logic, where in actual fact it works in reverse Uh because you lose everyone on the way. (laughs) They fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah, and you're asking them to follow your own thinking journey like to right, do your your thought you. process yeah 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 so instead what what i teach people to do is have a really short introduction that step one says what are we talking about and why mm-hmm. and then that sets up it pulls the audience in really fast and i'm talking a couple of sentences in a board paper i'm not talking wow. long, really short and then say bang here is your main message and this has got to be insightful it's got to be impactful it's got to be interesting it's right. got to be huge you know, it has the, to draw the reader in, right? I mean, it has to capture yeah. their attention, kind of like a movie trailer almost. I suppose so. Yeah, very much actually. And then you, you've got your main message and then you say, well, maybe, let's just pretend that the message is everything's on track. There's nothing to see here. That's broadly the message. Mm-hmm. And you say, well, why is that true? And then you have the high level messages that sit underneath that, that are all reasons, because that's the question you've in, in sort of intrigued your audience to ask. So three reasons why it's all on track, the things we've delivered, you know, things we promised have been delivered for this quarter, the things that we're working on now are progressing really well to plan and the the things that we're planning for, we've set up to succeed also. Three reasons why everything's on track. So you can give that and then layer into the detail. And um, I would think also by doing this, uh, you're – allowing everyone to participate in your thought process on a high level while still allowing for certain members who are reading your document or your high level concept to then ping you later to say, Hey, I want to talk more about that point that you mentioned in your document. Is that kind of what the point is? Okay. Yeah. And I think about it three ways. So clarity, quality, and velocity of communication. So clarity, meaning I can find the message. I can Mm -hmm. see it. There is one, one mm-hmm. single message, and I can find it, step one. And so that requires the the thinking to be clear enough that you can actually distill it to one single sentence of 25 words or less. But it also means that you've presented it in the document in a way that's easy to find. There's white space around it. Maybe it's bold. It's easy to find. Mm-hmm. So clarity, you can find it. Quality, when you do find it, it's like, oh, that's useful. That's interesting. That's helpful. Or I need to do something about that. You you get a really helpful response. Velocity is all about the speed to create it and the speed of actually being able to action it. So right. if I get your email, I open it because the subject line grabs my attention. It's mm-hmm. relevant. It's not just update. It's actually something meaningful. Right. I open it. I can find the key thoughts Mm -hmm. and I can choose how I navigate my way through it really quickly because I can skim it 
right. to see the high level messaging and then think, oh, that's fantastic. That's all I need to know. Great. Or, aha, great. First two sections. Yeah, terrific. But I want to know those plans for the future. So I'm going to read that in more depth and can't do it now, but I am definitely going to do that tomorrow. And I'll respond and ask more for yeah. maybe maybe for a meeting. And yeah. I want to go back to the beginning. You mentioned AI um, and how it could potentially disrupt. How do you feel about a CEO, someone like me, for example, who mm-hmm. runs a startup with say 20 people and, you know, I'm constantly trying to navigate marketing, development, technology, business, finance, and how to position our vision in the market, et cetera. And there's a million high level things happening all day long, right? And I can't possibly tell everybody everything, but I do my best to, to supply as much documentation as possible. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about someone taking that information and using AI to condense it into your 25 word paragraph and sending it out? Well, I think AI can summarize the information that it's got in place. Okay. So if you give it some information or you're asking it to do some research for you, it can tell you what it found and it can summarize that data. What it can't do is connect that data to your context and make Mm -hmm. it relevant. So the human piece and talking about that 25 word sentence, Mm -hmm. I think if it adds value, it needs still, at least, maybe not forever, but today, (laughs) to say, okay, here are all these facts that maybe, you know, some good prompts have helped me gather using ChatGPT or one of the tools. Right. And I've asked it, and I, I find I need to be very explicit when I do use it to say, make the reading age really low so it's actually really easy to read. I don't right. find they rate, read natu- write naturally. Uh, I find they can be quite wordy. I, I need it categorized. I need it, mess- you know, I've got to give it some right. prompts to make it tight, but that's okay. It can summarize. Mm-hmm. Then I need to look at that and say, what does that mean in my current context? That's that's what the data says, but what does it actually mean? How is it relevant? And um, I don't know any tool that can do that. That's what humans are for. That's the value that we bring. We're creative. Uh, we're creative animals, right? That's kind yeah, of what we are. yeah. And and it's where we have to think. And I think um, this is where leveraging our team becomes very helpful, but also risky. Again, alluding back to this conversation I had yesterday, uh, this gentleman was saying, "I really want my people to know how to think. Right. You know, I want you to help them how to structure their thinking." Because, you know, they give me drafts that they've sourced from ChatGPT or wherever, and they just cut and paste it in. Mm-hmm. Like, not good enough. Yeah, you, you can't do that. Yeah. yeah. And now and, uh, you mentioned your team. And let's wrap up with where people can find out more about what you do and your, your thinking process and how you help clients and where they can find you online. Wonderful. Okay. So um, clarityfirstprogram.com is my website and you can learn about my books. I've got two new ones coming out early in the new year, one called Elevate for Leaders to help them set their teams up to write papers they don't need to write, rewrite and then engage the companion book for the team doing the actual writing themselves. Um, I've got online courses that you can do at a self-paced type or my board paper bootcamp, which is hosted on maven.com. So you can find all of that at clarityfirstprogram.com. Awesome, Davina. Thank you so much. This was great. People are going to learn a lot from this episode. And as always, we'll see you guys in the next one. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you learned something today, please support this podcast by subscribing to it, sharing it with your friends, and leaving a five-star review. You can learn more about me at jasonsherman.org where you'll find information about my book, also called Strap on Your Boots, available on Amazon, as well as my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy or Skillshare. I'll see you in next week's episode.